Are the reasons we quit Kickstarter still valid six years later? Seven years ago, I launched what would be my final Kickstarter project as a creator. The Scythe campaign ran for around four weeks, delivered seven months later, and that was it. Stonemaier Games was done with crowdfunding. At the time, in 2016, our primary reasons were as follows, in order. Fulfillment risk, time commitment, human nature concerns, distributor-retailer relationships, emotional toll, stretch goals, hype, and over-reliance on crowdfunding. I recently looked back at this list during an interview and then later a chat with a publisher, and I wondered, are the reasons we quit Kickstarter in 2016 the same reasons we still haven't returned and don't plan to return? Before I revise the original list, I want to be abundantly clear that A, I'm forever grateful for the Kickstarter platform, as Stillmeyer Games wouldn't exist without it. And B, this is my only experience, this is only my experience, and I'm not encouraging any other creator to stop using crowdfunding, especially if you found it the best way to serve your customers. Since 2016, we have replaced crowdfunding by A, gauging demand from distributors before we start production of a new product, and B, after production is complete and freight shipping is still in progress, within the span of six weeks before we announce the product, reveal it, accept pre-orders for it, and ship it from our regional fulfillment centers. The Wingspan Asia and Nesting Box pre-order, for example, will launch on our web store in early November, with shipping happening within the same month from fulfillment centers in the US, Canada, Australia, and Europe. Here's an updated 2022 list of reasons why we continue to not return to crowdfunding in order. Number one, the gap in time, uncertainty, and anticipation. I love that we can serve customers through a six-week reveal pre-order shipping process. There's still anticipation and excitement during this time, but it's greatly truncated as compared to crowdfunding and avoids the hype issue. It's also really helpful for us to remove all the layers of uncertainty that stand between an unproduced game and fulfillment centers. By the time a pre-order launches, the only remaining uncertainty is exactly how long our fulfillment centers will take to ship the products. Number two, focus on web store. Over the last four plus years, we've built four region-specific web stores and a loyalty program to solidify the place to go if a customer wants to pre-order or order directly from us. Switching even temporarily to another platform would dilute this core platform. Number three, moderation, toxicity, and emotional toll. We continue to put our games through hundreds of, of blind play tests, and we're always present on social media to answer questions, provide information, and consume constructive criticism. We control some of these platforms, like Facebook groups and Discord, and I really appreciate our ability to moderate the conversations there to foster a welcoming community. I do not at all miss the toxicity of Kickstarter, and while there's always stress involved in serving a vast variety of customers with different desires, needs, and perspectives, the emotional toll is significantly less than on Kickstarter. Number four, relationships with distributors and retailers. While there does seem to be a strong correlation between us quitting crowdfunding and the strength of our distributor-retailer relationships, it also seems that retailers don't mind publishers using crowdfunding as much as they used to. Last, number five, time commitment. Planning and running a Kickstarter campaign takes a lot of time, but so does launching any new product to any amount of buzz. My to-do checklist is longer than ever, and the design diaries and ensuing discussion are very similar to project updates on a crowdfunding page. 
I think the biggest difference now is that the most intense portion of our pre-order system is now just a few weeks, whereas for a crowdfunding campaign, it's the entire length of the campaign. Then little spurts here and there until fulfillment begins, and then it's really intense again during fulfillment. It's much more concise now, which I prefer. A few notes about reasons that no longer apply in the same way as 2016. Fulfillment risk. When we originally quit Kickstarter, a big part of the reason wasn't crowdfunding at all. It was fulfillment. We had some previously solid fulfillment centers experience a huge drop in quality during the scythe fulfillment, which prompted me to only sell Charterstone into, into distribution. However, I learned afterwards that there were still quite a few customers who wanted to buy directly from us, so we returned to a worldwide direct fulfillment system. It isn't always great, but I think it's necessary. Stretch goals and variants. I used to consider stretch goals as a core part of why a product would be crowdfunding, crowdfunded, but I just wanted to make a single great version of a product. However, since 2016, I've seen many creators successfully not use stretch goals at all. And I've also, I, I also think crowdfunding is a good time to offer special variants of a product, deluxe versions, special add-ons, etc. I think that's it. Again, these reasons are very specific to Stonemaier Games, though I'm sharing them to offer a perspective on how we're trying to best serve our customers, and it just happens to not involve crowdfunding for us. There are many ways to build community, gauge demand, market products, fund print runs, improve components, and allocate for worldwide shipping. I'm curious what you think about these reasons as they relate to how you use or view crowdfunding and or how you buy or interact with Stonemaier brands. Let me know.